Welcome, Bird Gang, on today's show, mistake-free football. The Cardinals played anything but mistake-free on Monday night, and here we are talking about another loss at home, another loss in prime time, another loss, period. Though, to be fair, there have only been three of them all season, and that's where we need to begin. Let's not lose sight of the big picture, even though that picture is a bit blurry here the day after. It's Cardinals Covered 2, Episode 509, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grigalou and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Going for Hopkins, one-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins! Here's Craig Grigalou and Mike Jarecki. Going to try to be optimistic here to start the show, MJ. Admittedly, it's not going to be easy, but that's why you're here. You tend to be more grounded, especially after losses. Here's the big picture, Bird Gang. Ten wins. Ten wins in 13 games. First place in the NFC West. One of the top four teams in the NFC. That's where the Cardinals are even after a very disappointing loss on Monday Night Football. Yeah, and, and if you look at it, you know, Green Bay's 10-3, and three, Tampa's 10-3, and three, and the Cardinals are 10-3. and three. Uh, So it's not ideal. I mean, we'll get into particulars, but they still control their own destiny. Um, obviously, you know, they got to clean some things up, but it's just, it's just a, to a point where Craig this playing at home, but I want to be, you know, this team, to me, didn't play as well as they could have. But at the same time, you wake up today, the sun came up, and they're 10-3. and three. And there's only three teams that have three losses in the entire National Football League. The downside to what you just said is the Cardinals go from the one seed to the three seed because of tiebreakers. The Packers are the one seed because they have a better conference record than the Buccaneers and Cardinals. Packers are 8-2, and two, Buccaneers 6-3, and three, Cardinals 6-3. and three. Now, the Buccaneers have the tiebreaker over the Cardinals because of strength of victory. That is what I read on ESPN earlier on Monday morning. I don't exactly know how that was figured out. I didn't have time. But typically, it's conference tiebreaker goes head-to-head, record within conference, record in common games. And then once you get past that, there's, I mean, there's other ways to differentiate how you get where you're placed. And right now, the Cardinals are looking up. But to your point, there are still four games left to go. Now, am I optimistic that the Cardinals can regain that one seed? Uh, I don't know, just because of that head-to-head losing to the Packers on Thursday night football. But the Packers still have to go to Baltimore. Then they'll host the Browns, the Vikings, and then close out the year at Detroit. The Buccaneers, meanwhile, host the Saints on the road at the Carolina Panthers, at the Jets, and close out the season at home to the Panthers. So strength of schedule doesn't favor the Cardinals based off what I just said. Yeah, and and you look at Dallas, they're nine and four and they're seven and one in the conference. So, you know, all of a sudden in, in you gotta think Dallas has a stranglehold. Even though Washington is six and seven, that was a big win for the Cowboys to kind of get a little more, more breathing room. So yeah, this is gonna come down to the the final couple of weeks. I mean, not a single team has clinched a playoff berth. And here we are heading into week 15. And that's, look, if you're the NFL, all those people in the league office, Commissioner Roger Goodell, you're loving this. And it's nerve-wracking 
as a fan because what we talk about all last week, hey, clinch a playoff spot, go to Detroit, clinch the NFC West, and now that's been thrown up into the air, literally, because the Cardinals lose on Monday Night Football 30-23 to to the Los Angeles Rams. And really, as we were sitting there watching this game in the press box, I turned to you and said, this game is beginning exactly how week four began in Los Angeles, just that the roles had been reversed. Remember in week four, the Rams got off to that early 3 nothing lead. Then the Cardinals went three and out, but the defense forced a turnover. The offense capitalized on that, scored a touchdown, was up 7-3. to Well, same script, just different. The Cardinals this time get off to the early 3 nothing lead. Rams go three and out, but then Kyler Murray gets intercepted. Matthew Stafford and company on a short field take over, score 7-3, 13 minutes to go in the first, or I should say, 13 minutes to go in the second quarter, and then the Rams never really looked back, and the Cardinals were playing catch-up the rest of the game. Yeah, and to me, even though that play, uh, the pick uh, when he was throwing to Zach Ertz, it, it happened early in the game, but I thought it had some, you know, it did have, uh, to me, uh, a part in the outcome because you go up 10 nothing now, and all of a sudden now it's a little bit different. And I thought Kyler locked in on Zach Ertz, and you look at that sequence, you know, you're down there and you're throwing the football. I mean, again, I get it. Um, but it looked like he locked in and in, in give uh, Ernest Jones his name. Yes. Give him credit because he, he jumped the route. Um, but you look at the sequence down there, I mean, you would have thought they would try to run the ball. Um, but, I, I, again, it's subjective. Um, if, if they score, it's up, they're up 10 nothing because I think – I think if you're up 10 nothing, it changes everything now, what, what the Rams want to do. Now, it's still early in the game, but, you know, something we talked on, on, on the postgame show is they were desperate, they made it personal, and Aaron Donald was a wrecking ball. I mean, he started the game with a sack, and he ended the game with a sack. And we go back to when, the, when they played him the last time, he, it was the lowest grade he's had in the NFL. And so they took this... Um, and and listen, you know, you, we get to the stadium and you find out they don't have a couple of their top players, and, and you know, you're thinking, oh, this is a reminder of the Packers game. They were missing their two top receivers, even though they had Aaron Rodgers and they had two good, really good running backs. And 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 again, when Kyler's running around like that, Craig, it's not a good thing. When he's run, and 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 happened in the Packers game, he's running around and you turning your back on the defense. You know, I know the numbers say that he didn't play. Um, you know, he played okay. I, there was times when Kyler should have thrown the ball away. I, I throw the ball away on the Leonard Foley pick. If not, throw it a little bit higher. Um, I, I mean, I like him running, and he did give this team a lift in some of those um, those scrambles. But, you know, the whole idea is to sit in the pocket and, and, and listen. Their quarterback outplayed our quarterback – their wide receivers outplay our wide receivers. And and, and defensively, um, they really get pressure on the quarterback. I mean, Max Garcia, you know, he, he had a tough night start off. And then, you know, Sean Harlow and Justin Pugh was up. Uh, they must have not felt comfortable unless in, in an emergency. So I, I was disappointed in both the offensive line and the defensive line. And, uh, and, and Kyler, to me, uh, I know Kyle Van Bausch said he thought he played well, and I respect that. But there was there were certain points in the game where Kyler could have done something a little bit different. And I think it's a good experience now that he's played on Monday Night Football. 
and then Thursday night football because when you get to the playoffs, the bright lights are getting even brighter. So I, I do think the experience will help him. Um, but I just thought the Rams, they made it personal, and they were coming in here to punch you in the mouth, and I don't think the Cardinals responded. Cardinals did not play well enough to win the ball game on offense or defense. It was not a clean game. That's what head coach Cliff Kingsbury, A.J. Green, both game, both said as far as the number of mistakes, whether it's turnovers, whether it's penalties, whether it's dropped balls, missed tackles. A lot of things happened in that ball game that you can get by against the Chicago Bears team, maybe even next week against the Detroit Lions. But against the Los Angeles Rams, a quality opponent, you got to play cleaner as far as mistakes are made and correct those because this is the time here in December. You always talk about December football. Cardinals right now in the month of December are 1-1. One one. You beat the Bears, lose to the Rams. But you have to be clean and you have to be playing well in the month of December going into the postseason. And right now, I'd say this team is on the downward as far as playing football. They need to get back on that upward swing and trending towards a positive direction heading into the month of January. Yeah, and, and clearly, you know, uh, you know, we'll focus on the Lions as the week goes on, you know. And then you got the Colts and you got the Cowboys and then you finish out with the Seahawks. But Last night was a little bit different than normal. It looks like the Cardinals were playing more man-to-man, and these guys are running free. Now, I'll give Stafford a lot of credit. That that, that touchdown pass to Jefferson, and, you know, obviously Odell Beckham's giving him a lift, and, and Cooper Cup. I mean, I mean, I know they shut him down the first game, but this guy, the, the routes he runs, he's wide open half the time, and – I thought the secondary did not play very well. I don't think the safeties played very well, and it showed. First time this season that I think we've said that with respects to the coverage on the back end. But man-to-man versus zone. And, and again, I'm not questioning Vance. I mean, he's you know he knows what he's doing. He's obviously pulled the right um, strings this year, but it was more man-to-man last night than zone, and guys were running free. Three passing plays of 40 or more yards allowed by the Cardinals defense on Monday Night Football. That is a season high. You wonder, though, all right, you're playing more man and guys are getting free. Now, all of a sudden, we go back to that discussion. The front, are you getting to the quarterback? Are you pressuring Matthew Stafford? And yeah, he was hit a couple of times and sacked three times. But other than that, it looked like Stafford was very comfortable in the pocket. And if you give a quarterback with that kind of experience and that kind of skill set with the weapons on the outside, it's hard if you have all pros covering the wide receivers, the tight ends, the running backs. So this goes hand in hand, and we always talk about it. Can the defensive line, the linebackers, the edge rushers, can you get some pressure on the opposing quarterbacks? You're not making those guys in the secondary cover for long periods of time, but too many deep shots and I don't think that's going to sit well with the coaching staff when they review the film. No, and, you know, uh, you look at the Rams, they were 6 for 12 on third down. The Cardinals were 8 of 15. The funny thing is the Cardinals ran 75 offensive plays. The Rams ran 54. I mean, that's a huge difference. Now, you can talk about quality and quantity, but it was just and, – and the Rams really didn't run the football. I mean, they they showed the run just to set up the pass. I mean, when you look at the numbers here – I mean, Sony Michelle, 
he had 20 carries for 79 yards, four yards a pop, and then you had Jefferson on, on the one run for 10 yards. So they had 21 carries for 89-4-2. No rushing touchdowns. It was it was, it was was Stafford throwing for 287, very efficient. Quarterback rating was 139. Cooper Cup, 13 catches, 15 targets, 123 yards. Beckham, six catches, 77 yards. So it was... Again, that that was the most disappointing thing. They couldn't get pressure up front, and the secondary had a hard time covering in the open field. All right, let's touch more on the defense because you look for trends, and you only have three losses. It's how we began the show here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Three losses in 13 games. It's not end-of-the-world scenario, but when you have – few losses you look for trends and I've gone back to what Vance Joseph has said repeatedly winning on first down and we've chronicled here as far as the inability for that Cardinals defense to win on first down against the Packers against the Panthers and now once again against the Rams Los Angeles 8.4 yards on first down now as we talked before the show began those that number is a little inflated because the 52 yard van jefferson touchdown and the cooper cup 44 yard catch the two longest offensive plays of the game those plays happened on first down take those two plays away the defense allowed almost five yards on first down and that opens up the entire playbook on second down and third down and you can't be real aggressive on second and third down when you don't know when you haven't made the offense one-dimensional. So, yeah, pressuring Matthew Stafford, but win on first down, and the Cardinals' inability to win on first down on Monday Night Football cost them for the third time this season. Well, it wasn't like they were getting gash in the run game, though. I mean, I mean, they did enough to where they kept the Cardinals in check with obviously the passing game, but – when you when you look at it though, I mean, usually we're talking about 4.5 yards on first down when he came to Christian McCaffrey, or even 5-4 in that game. And then you look at the uh, Packers game between Dylan and Aaron Jones, and it was at 4-5. Because of those pass plays on first down, as you pointed out before the show, those numbers are inflated. But it wasn't like they were getting gashed on first down in the run game. It was it was the coverage in the secondary. Eight of the Rams' ten longest plays all pass plays and that goes to Matthew Stafford that goes to the skilled position players Cooper Cup went off against the Cardinals he was held in check in the first meeting but on Monday Night Football a career high 13 catches on 15 targets for 123 yards and a touchdown that can't happen and now you have to wonder why because there's a possibility that you see this Rams team for a third time this season there's no doubt about it. And, you know, we talk about splash plays, which is over 20 yards. They had five of those. They had a 52, 44, 40, 23, 21. Cardinals, they had four. They had a 47-yard pass. It was a, a nice throw to Christian Kirk. And then, you know, the, another one to Christian Kirk for 41 yards. And then Murray had a 36 to A.J. Green. And another one to A.J. Green. And I thought A.J. Green played well. Now, Kyler Murray miscommunication you could see on the sidelines A.J. Green the, the defensive back falls down and I know we're talking about defense but the, the guy falls down and Kyler when they showed him on TV he's like I can't believe I missed him it's just little things and you and Craig this is twice now we've heard about miscommunications at the end of the game how the game ended, ended. 
on Monday Night Football where I don't know why there's miscommunication. We talked about it on Cardinal Talk. There's only one play to be made, in my opinion, there, and that is to spike the football. And for whatever reason, it didn't happen, and all of a sudden you're scrambling and you just throw it up. And Well, at that point, Murray's scrambling and he gets sacked by Aaron Donald. Yeah, and quite frankly, I mean, if you, if, if you get to the 20-yard line, now the penalties didn't help. The holding and the delay of game didn't help. But that's just – that should be happening at that time. And the reason why I say miscommunication, again, we go back to the last play in the Packers game, you know, between Kyler Murray and, and, and A.J. Green. Yeah, I, I I don't know if the offensive line – I mean, how do you not know? I mean, football's played between the years. It's called situational football. You have to know we have to spike this and try to get a shot in the end zone. And, yeah, that, that to me was this – I mean – it happens, but it shouldn't be happening at this point in the year. Things get magnified later in the season, in the month of December, where you have to play clean football, and the Cardinals were not clean on Monday night. We continue here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 30-23, to the final. Cardinals lose to the Rams. You brought the penalties, and for the second straight week. Remember, we touched on this after the Bears game. That came after a win, but we touched on five penalties that proved to be costly. Well, on Monday night, there were seven penalties, eight last week, and as I mentioned, we highlighted five of those. But of the seven penalties, a couple of false starts in the first half. Kelvin Beecham had a false start on the final drive. So three false start penalties at home. How does that happen with two of them from the skilled position part as far as a wide receiver and tight end? Can't have that happen. Sean Harlow was called for holding twice. Robert Alford had a defensive holding call on third down that would have gotten the Rams off the field. Drive continued, and then the other penalty, Isaiah Simmons, unnecessary roughness. A little bit of a ticky-tack there, but penalties cost the Arizona Cardinals 52 yards. There were a season-high 52 yards nullified by penalties, and I'll give them to you. A.J. Green, 26-yard catch in the second quarter. Offset in penalties on that. Play doesn't happen. DeAndre Hopkins, 11-yard catch in the third quarter. Sean Harlow holding. Kyler Murray, 15-yard run on that final drive. Sean Harlow holding. That's how the game ended, that final drive. Little things like that. Pay attention to details. Situational football. Field awareness. Cost the Cardinals on Monday night. Now, all of a sudden, instead of the one seed, they're the three seed. Yeah, and... And listen, I can't put my finger on it when it comes to how they play at home. They had a great crowd last night. It was pro Red Sea. They were loud. They were chanting before, even before the game beat L.A. Um, so I, I don't understand. Um, and, again, pre- and post-snap penalties, those are mental errors. Those are mental errors. And, listen, I understand if Max Garcia has got to grab Aaron Donald or Sean Harlow so you don't want to get Kyler hurt, but – it's just I don't know. It, it's it's frustrating because it's the Rams were desperate and they knew if they can get right against a team in their division. And let's be honest, it was going to be difficult to go six and zero in the division. It, they got four four and one now, and you should beat Seattle. Okay, it's hard to do that, and plus you're so familiar with each other. But the Cardinals were playing for a playoff berth. I mean, and again, it's it's only they're going to make the playoffs. It's just where they where are they going to stand right now? I mean, you want to be playing your best football in these next four games, but it's disappointing because they had a chance to 
clinch a playoff berth, and then take care of business next week and win the division. I mean, this is a disappointing loss. And the crowd was there. And I don't understand some of these, um, you know, like, um, you know, just we can we can go back to play calling and all that other stuff. But I just wish the Cardinals, like, I was just, you know, when do you go for three or, or when do you go for seven? And it worked, unfortunately. And what a, what a great onside kick. I mean, 13 yards and Zabin Collins, I mean, he's had a tough season. He doesn't get a lot of playing time. It, it, they, I thought they got some momentum there, but then the penalties affected the drive. A couple of things there, and let's touch on them. As far as when to kick a field goal and when to go for the touchdown when you're down two scores, I understand it's a field thing. You're watching it from your living room. You're at the you're at the stadium watching, and might be easier, but there's enough people down on that sideline as far as whether it's Cliff Kingsbury, Jeff Rogers, someone else up in the booth, I'm not going to fault that because that's something that they've worked out and discussed. So whether to kick a field goal or go for it in that situation, and I think what you're talking about is in the fourth quarter when they turned it over on downs, it was fourth and one at the Rams' 37-yard line, and James Conner was stopped for no gain. Now, we all like the aggressive nature of Cliff Kingsbury going forward on fourth down. It's won a lot of ball games since he's been here, including this season. Now, the reverse is also true. If you're going to be aggressive, you're not going to hit on all of them. And sometimes the defense is going to stop you. And the Cardinals got stopped twice on Monday Night Football. And now this season, 12 of 19 on fourth down. That's still a pretty good percentage. But if you enjoy the aggressive nature when things work, then you have to understand that things when don't, they, when they don't work, you can't go back, oh, they should have kicked a field goal or punted the ball or done something else. You can't have it both ways. I get that. However, though, you have to know down in distance, okay? So the Rams are up 30-20. They went on a 10-play drive, 60 yards, took 6 minutes and 18 seconds off the clock. They kicked a 33-yard field goal with uh, Gay. Cardinals get the ball back at, with 7-20. And eventually when they go for it on fourth down, it, it was 5-24 in the game. Again, I have no problem going for it. James Conner has been the short yardage guy. Um, it was close. They stopped him. But it, if you, you figure right there, let's just kick the field goal, and then we'll, we'll try to make another stop on defense, which they were able to do because all of a sudden, you know, with 2.56 left in the game, Heckler's punting to the Cardinals, and they get the ball at their 13-yard line with 2.44 to go. Now – you're looking at about a 53, 54, 55-yard field goal at that point. Now, Prater has made two 53-yarders earlier in the game, and I get it. I, 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 I understand where you're coming from, yet at the same time, Cliff Kingsbury, and he even mentioned it postgame, I'm going to go for it 100 times out of 100 times. So with I, 527 left to go, that's still a lot of time in the ball game, especially if you believe in your defense. But True, but you're down by two possessions. It's not one. Listen, there's no right or wrong answer. It's easy to be, you know, hindsight. I, I had no problem. But I'm saying on the other side, let's just take the other side. You kick it, and now all of a sudden you, you have an out. Now, is it easier to get a field goal than a touchdown? Sure. But uh, James Conner has been money the entire season. Now, now, should we include that you're going against the Rams front four? I mean – he, Connor got a lot of his stuff outside in, in the passing game. There was times he was he had the direct snap, 
but they weren't really running up the middle on these guys. So I got to take an equation how good the Bears defense line, and they're trying to make a stop. Obviously, they knew that if they stop them there, it's going to be difficult for the Cardinals to come back and win the game. So there's 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 so many. I I, I get it, and you're right. You can't be have it both ways when you when they get a first down on fourth down, and then say, well, why didn't they kick a field goal? I'm just saying to me, down and distance in the game and who you're playing should come into the equation. And on that particular play call, out of the shotgun, the direct snap to James Conner, and actually actually it was the handoff to James Conner, but there was pressure up the middle. The offensive line didn't do its job. So as far as the decision to go forward is one thing, and then what play do you run is another conversation. And there's the play call and then there's the execution of the play ding, ding. and the latter did not work it's not the play call or the play design it's the play execution and the Rams blew up that play to where James Conner had nowhere to go so now all of a sudden you back and go wait should have kicked a field goal Craig you hit it right on the head execution and then we had a couple people calling the game why don't they roll out Kyler Murray I've always felt like and he was getting to the edge um but, you know, I, I always think when you want to get a yard north and south, and again, but I have to look at the Rams' front four. I mean, but, I mean, the Cardinals, Rodney Hudson's one of the best centers in football. I mean, Max Garcia, he may not have started off well, but he can, you know, he can get a little push. But then people were calling, well, I want to see Kyler roll out. I'm not a fan of that. I, I'll live with the going for fourth and one with James Conner. He's been the man all year. Look at the touchdowns. Look at the short yardage stuff. So I'm just I'm just trying to give – you know, I'm not second-guessing because you hit it right on the head. You can call the best play in the world. If they don't execute it, all 11 guys, it's not going to work. The only thing I'll say, and I've been pretty consistent about this, I'm not a fan of shotgun when it's fourth and short fourth and goal line to go or third and goal to go I that I'm not a fan of now that's that's Kingsbury's philosophy it's never going to change but I don't like that because now all of a sudden you've got to go five yards to gain one as opposed to maybe just two yards to gain one well I mean Tom Brady's made a killing off this I mean but he's six foot five and he just puts the ball over I just don't think they want Collar to dive into the pile I mean because those guys are coming at you but but I, I totally agree with you um but to me, it's it's you know you can do it more on the goal line um, than maybe you the twenty yard line. I think you can get away with it a little bit more. But when you when the field starts getting a little bit shorter, I think it changes. Thirty to twenty three, the final good discussion there as far as when to go for it, when not. Do you kick a field goal? Do you go for it? I look. I understand both sides. I understand where you're coming from, MJ. But it is easy to play. Monday morning quarterback, or in this case, Tuesday morning quarterback, as opposed to in the moment. And in the moment, even listening to Pash and Wolfley on the broadcast, not much hesitation or discussion on their part. And I didn't really get the sense like, oh, maybe you should kick a field goal here with 527 to go. It's just I'm conditioned to expect Cliff Kingsbury to roll the offense out there on fourth down, whether it's one yard, two yards. And at the end of the day, Bird Gang, if you can't get one or two yards, then you don't deserve to win. Well said. No, you're, I'm with you. And I'm a big body of work guy. I don't want to be, you know, wishy-washy from one week to another. Body of work says they go for it on fourth down from from week one to now. And, he, he, and I give him credit because he said, I'm going for it. I mean, if it works, 
Everyone's happy. Oh, that's a great call, Cliff. That's all they needed was one yard. You're right. If you can't get one yard, I mean, that again, this comes on the players. They He makes the call, and again, if all 11 guys are doing their job, it works. But if, if it gets, the pile gets blown up, then it doesn't work, and we sit here and second-guess the head coach. And we've done that now, especially after home games, for three consecutive games. How much how much of it is a concern for you, MJ, a scale of 1 to 10 or whatever, the fact that this team, while they're 7-0 and on the road, they're just 3-3 three and three at home? It's concerning because – Depending on where their seating is, they could host a home playoff game, and you're going to play. A, I mean, if they, if they get a chance to still win the division, okay, they're going to, have to take care of business. But you're going to have a team that's playing well down the stretch. When you look at the five, six, and seven seeds, they're going to be playing well. That's how they're going to get in. I mean, we got a bunch of seven and six teams, and six and seven more in the AFC, six and seven, seven and six in the in the NFC. So, yeah, I mean, it's a concern. Um, now, if you go nine and zero on the road, that's great. But you want to ho- you win your division, Craig. That's every team's goal going into the season when they have a team meeting. Is we want to win our division, and that means you're guaranteed to host a playoff game. And then when you get to December, and then you look at seedings, and and then you look, oh, I want to be a one or a two seed. I mean, so it, but that's the goal is to host a playoff game. And so if you're going to host a playoff game, you're going to have to play much better at home. Cardinals began the season 3-0 and at home, beating the Vikings, beating the 49ers, beating the Texans. But now you lose to the Panthers, the Packers, and now the Los Angeles Rams. So it is something that was talked a lot about going into this game. It's going to continue to be talked about after the team goes to Detroit and now you come back with the Colts on Christmas Day and why – this team is struggling at home. And I, I say struggling loosely because, look, they had an opportunity to beat the Packers one play away, had the opportunity to beat the Rams one drive away from sending that game into overtime, and we talked about it. They didn't play well enough to win the ball game, yet still gave themselves a chance. The only one negative as far as home performance was the Panthers game. But that happens to every team, home or road. There's always going to be that one game. Now, it was a shootout against the Vikings. The 49ers game was a hard-fought game that came down one possession. But this team does need to figure out not why, because I can tell you why this team is not playing well at home. Turnovers. Exactly. They are minus 7 at home compared to plus 17 on the road when it comes to turnover differential. So there is the reason. Now it's, okay, how do you correct it? and are guys pressing too much to where they try to make a big play or don't want to make mistakes to the point where they do make mistakes, i.e. Kyler Murray with two interceptions. One, he said it would have been a touchdown if it wasn't tipped. He thought it was a good read. Aaron Donald tipped it. Aaron Donald tipped it. Zach Ertz with the intended target. And then the second one, he just couldn't get the ball quite over the arms of Leonard Floyd. Great play by him. Ertz, again, the intended receiver. But little things like that add up. But got to be able to protect the football. If you have the football, you can score. If you don't, you can't. And that goal line interception, that was a 14-point swing. You go in 10-0, and you come out of that trailing 7-3, and the Cardinals gave the Rams 14 points off those two turnovers. Against the Bears, it was 23 points off of four takeaways. 
and now you're on the other side of that as a Cardinals fan looking at, wait a second, that's 14 points, and you lose by seven. Yeah, and, and normally it comes down to five or six plays every game, and usually you'll, you'll focus on the second half. But I do think that interception where they could have went up 10-0, that came back to haunt them late in the game. I really do. That was If you go up 10-0, all of a sudden Vance can do a little bit more different things in the, with the secondary and, and the front seven. And – you know, one of the keys, and maybe it was the X factor or the intangible, win the turnover battle. And they did not win the turnover battle and make them, you know, force Matthew Stafford to make tight throws. And he was, he was, he, you know, he, he he played really well last night. And he doesn't get a lot of credit just because he doesn't have a great win loss record against teams that have a winning record over or over 500. But he played well, and that's the reason why they went out and got him over Jerichoff. Hard to imagine that the turning point of a ball game happens with less than four minutes to go in the first quarter. Plays later in games tend to be more magnified, especially in the fourth quarter. But I like what you said. You go back to that interception at the goal line. You're going in for no less than three points. But you were moving that football. Opportunity to go up 10 nothing, change the complexion, force Sean McVay to do something different early in the game to kind of get his offense going and you turn it over. So to me, yeah, that is a significant turning point in the ball game to where I do think it affected how the rest of the game was played because the Cardinals at that point, yeah, they did tie it up at 10. It was 13-13 at halftime, but you're playing catch-up, and this team, their M.O. is to get the early lead and play from from a, with the lead, get ahead. Obviously, all teams want to do that, but the fact that this team is – Trailing, especially at home, it's a it's a, it's a tougher hill to climb. Well, it it, it comes down to points, and if so, you, either you get three or seven, they get nothing, and then the Rams score a touchdown out out that drive, or that pick. Both of the interceptions they score touchdowns, correct? Correct. Okay, so it's first and five at the Rams five yard line, first and goal, four forty two, James Conner. Uh, for one yard. Second and four from the four, Kyler Murray pass. You're so close. I mean, uh, again, if the ball's not tipped, touchdown probably. But I just thought he locked in on Zach Ertz, and that's why I give Ernest Jones credit because he jumped that route. Now, a tip ball, it changes everything. But I'm just saying, like, second and four, and you're, and you're going on a nice drive, You 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 had – I think they picked up at least three, two or three first downs. They were getting positive yards, uh, you know, on first and second down. It was first and ten, second and nine, third and nine, first and ten. So, again, just second guessing. Um, but I would think when you're down there at the four-yard line, even if Kyler wants to do an RPO and he walks in the end zone like he has before, Again, they must have felt that they like the matchup. And Zach Ertz, he's pretty – if you throw the ball to him, he's going to catch it. It's just unfortunate at the timing of it. And, again, it's it's the first quarter, but they didn't get any points out of that. Running the ball was tough sledding the entire game, and that's a top-10 defense against the run, and it might become harder even when you're within five yards of the goal line. the field gets shorter. And that point, maybe the option – and they felt that they had the advantage to spread them out as far as 
give Kyler Murray a little bit more room to work as opposed to running it because, yeah, James Conner did have two touchdown runs and probably should have only had one. The first one in which – I think was it the first one? Um, yeah, the first one when he was stopped – and then for what – I don't know how, but Aaron Donald could not bring him down. See, and then he found some opening – he saw some daylight on the left side on that fourth down call from the one-yard line. Again, going forward on fourth down in that situation, trailing by seven, ten to three, or kick a field goal. You're going to go for it nine times out of ten or even ten times out of ten with Cliff Kingsbury as the head coach, especially that close to the goal line. You need points, especially going up against Matthew Stafford and the Rams. But James Conner has been unbelievable this season as far as in the red zone. And once again, another unbelievable one-handed grab. He is quickly becoming not only a weapon with his legs, but with his uh, hands as well as far as being a receiving threat. Yeah. And, and, you know, hopefully they can get Chase Edmonds back. I, I definitely think they miss Chase maybe from the 20s to the 20s. Again, not the savior. And, um, you know, we'll know more during the week. I think they were hoping he'd make more progress last week. I guess it's more about him cutting. He can run north and south, but it's about stopping on a dime. And you just don't want to make sure. But uh, I think getting him back in the offense, I think that will help. We'll find out more during the week. Hopefully they came out clean, according to Kingsbury, on some of the injuries. Uh, they're not as serious as they thought, but you always got to wait a day after. We won't know anything until they get back on the practice field. But, yeah, I mean, I can't say enough about James Conner. That was the only mistake Aaron Donald missed where he couldn't bring him down. The way he runs, and there was a time when they had four or five guys on him, and he still wouldn't go down. I mean – Again, it's got to be contagious, and I just love his personality and just his demeanor. I mean, that was just a great pickup. And, you know, it's just unfortunate because they had an opportunity to clinch a playoff berth last night, and you know what? The Rams came in and punched them in the face, and, and they were more desperate, and they treated it like a playoff game. I wish the Cardinals would have done that. James Conner now with at least one touchdown in seven consecutive games. That ties the franchise record. He's got 14 rushing touchdowns this season, 16 total touchdowns on the year, counting his two receiving scores. So James Conner, yeah, his per carry average is not great, but he's getting you points. He's getting you touchdowns and two scores on Monday Night Football. Unfortunate that he was not able to get any more than that, but 22 total touches for James Conner for 125 yards, nine catches for 94 yards. You talked about Kyler Murray scrambling a lot because of the pressure. I don't know if you want James Conner that, that high of a number as far as receptions are concerned, unless that's what the de defense dictated, and I think for a large part it did but they would go away from it as well. Yeah, I think what's happening there is, is you know, Kyler's getting pressure, and you notice that sometimes they'll leave a, a running back or a wide receiver on the sidelines for a check down. And, and you know, it, they're getting pressure, and he sees it, and he, he trusts him throwing the ball to him. So I think that's what's happening there. Um, I mean, are you surprised that Kyler's running this much in the last couple of games? Against Chicago, I think weather dictated it. It was hard to – get that run game going, and I think the Rams dictated Kyler Murray yes. running the football yep. on Monday Night Football because there was no running room for James Conner, and they weren't operating on short field. So I think a lot of what Kyler Murray had to do was because, and this is what we've talked about, 
Kyler Murray can run when it's necessary, and he needed to run in order to kind of open up that offense against the Rams. But, no, seven carries for 61 yards, I don't want to see that. I'd have to go back and look how many. 17 now, again, we got to make sure the weather, because he only threw the ball 15 times, 11 of 15, but they ran it, you know, 35. He only had 51 or 53 offensive plays. So there, there is – there is, again, it was more of a necessity, as Kingsbury said, him running the football in that game. I think a lot of what the running was because Kyler was running for his life. Yeah. I mean, for but, self-preservation just so he wouldn't get hit. Yeah, but I, I just, it reminded me of the Packers game. It reminded me of, of some of the games his rookie season where you just start running run. You're turning your back on the defense. Now he's so dynamic he can get out of there. And the one scramble was, it, what, 18 yards or something? So you just don't know. But, I mean, they ran the ball 22 times, 103 yards, 4.7. Um, Kyler at 61 yards, Connor 31 yards, two touchdowns, and then Rondell Moore, two carries or two throws behind a line of scrimmage for 11 yards. So, again, Connor's been carrying the ball 20-plus times, and it wasn't like they were down by three three scores. So, again, the offensive line, they, they just could not run the football consistently, and that's why probably Kyler had to throw the ball 49 times. You don't want that number. You talk about 30-plus carries. I don't want 40-plus pass attempts because that kind of signals that you're playing catch-up. And the Cardinals were for a darn near that entire ball game. I went back and, and watched the highlight this morning. Stafford, he, he, he that was a fumble. He, when I went back, I mean, he, he wasn't ready to throw it. His arm was up, but that ball should have – and you talked about it. You were on it from the get-go. I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought it up because if you listen to Cardinal Talk, one, I owe Buda Baker an apology because it looked like at the time that he was one of those players. But it was, and I watched it back as well, still still very odd play that Chandler Jones hits Stafford's arm and it looked like the arm was going forward. The ball is loose and it's recovered by Stafford a good, what, five, seven yards downfield, which – which is amazing that a quarterback is able to do it. But it's Jordan Phillips, it's Zach Allen, and it's Jalen Thompson. Those were the three players that stopped. Corey Peters was over there running, and Buda Baker was over there running as well. But on first glance, it looked like Baker was one of those players that wasn't going after the football. But that, again, situational awareness. Unless you hear the whistle, Thank it doesn't you. matter. Get that football. Yeah, and I, and everyone wondered, was that a fumble? He, he was getting ready, but he, he – Again, that was a fumble. And what I initially read um, and I started seeing on Twitter is that Buddha went over to J- Jordan Phillips and said, you know, what happened here? I mean, so that's the leadership of Buddha Baker. But there was two or three guys around there. No whistle, jump on the ball. And again, little things. A missed opportunity. Yep. Drive continued. That was another drive and. We talked about Robert Alford getting a defensive holding call. You would have been off the field, kick a field goal instead of score a touchdown. So it would have been 24-13 as opposed to 27-13 at that point in the ball game. Jordan Phillips overall I thought had a he did. good game. A sack, tackle for loss, quarterback hit, five tackles overall. That was probably one of his best games this year besides, you know, playing you know there's there certain games where he'll blow up the pile and allows other guys to, to get to the quarterback but I thought he was disruptive based on what the Rams were doing and we talk about turnovers if he's just easy easy for me to say um, because these guys uh, they're they're well educated about hearing the whistle but that would have been a turnover and we'll go back 
to the theme of this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Clean football, too many mistakes, turnovers, penalties, drop passes, missed tackles, and just situational awareness, field awareness, down in distance, knowing what is needed on that particular play to get yourself in position for a score or to get yourself off the field if you're the defense. So, again, 10 wins, yes, but when you're looking at these three losses, the trends, why is it happening? Slow starts, turning the ball over. You've got to be able to be better if you hope to have an extended playoff run. This team is going to make the postseason. One more win will clinch it. So that's they're going to win another game here over the next four and it better happen next week at Detroit. But if you want a sustained run, if you want a couple of home games, or if you have to go on the road for a week or two, you have to play cleaner football, and the Cardinals have not done that in these three losses. And I'll even go back to the win against Chicago. That wasn't a particularly well-played ball game, weather conditions aside, yet it's against Chicago. Quality of opponent matters as well. What was the difference in that game? The defense. They set the tone early. Now, so the the game is tied at halftime, correct? Correct. All right, third quarter. Uh, Michael goes for two yards. Uh, Matthew Stafford throws to Cooper Cup. Then Simmons gets the unnecessary roughness where technically he did touch the, the back of the head. And then they give up a touchdown there. Now now it's 20-13. to 13, And then the, the next time, Kyler throws an interception um, to Leonard Floyd. Two plays, and then the Rams get the ball back, and Cooper Cup scores a touchdown. Now it's 27-13. In a matter of minutes, four minutes, the game flips to where you're down 14 points. Yeah, I mean, and you got to think they made halftime adjustments. I mean, they knew that they were going to try to if, – if they were going to try to throw the ball around, you had to defend Cooper Cup and, and Jefferson and obviously Beckham – and, and they threw their tight ends a little bit, um, you know, just more d- dump off and safety net. But coming out in the third quarter, the first drive, they got a 52-yard bomb. You got to think, all right, here we go again. And it's only 20 to 13. And then all of a sudden you get the interception, and Cooper Cup gets that four-yard touchdown, which I don't think was a great throw. It was a great catch. I thought Marco Wilson was in position to make the play, and now it's 27-13. And it's still nine minutes left in the third quarter. Cardinals had – been one of the better teams in the third quarter as far as scoring points and limiting points and that didn't happen once again little details that are starting to add up for this Cardinals team especially against a quality of opponent like the Los Angeles Rams one final point here before we call it an afternoon or I should say call it a day here on Cardinals cover two presented by Hyundai proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals have not watched a lot of the national conversation but this is what it's going to be 0-2 And for a lot of people, MJ, those are the only two games. Packers on Thursday night football, Rams on Monday night football. The only two games many people have seen of the Arizona Cardinals play. Both one possession losses, but they're losses. And now all of a sudden it's going to be Packers and Buccaneers. And then who? Because the Cardinals right now are not in that conversation. Well, I mean... I had Cardinal fans before the game telling me, well, the narrative when we beat the Rams is they didn't have all their good players. It's the NFL, I, I, and I, went, I brought up the Packers game. I'm like, they were their top two receivers. Now, Aaron Rodgers versus Matthew Stafford, there's a, there's a difference, right? And with 
the, the Packers had two running backs. The Rams, they, they had one running back, Stoney Michelle, one running back. So, yeah, like I said, I, I it's just disappointing that they had an opportunity to take care of business at home. Great crowd last night. Props to the, to the Red Sea and the Bird game. You guys showed up. Um, you were chanting before the game. Before we go, though, it was caught on television when uh, Jefferson caught that touchdown pass. <laughs> and Father Sean Jefferson on the other side upset. And also Rams social media postgame caught Van Jefferson handing the game ball to Father Sean Jefferson. A great moment between father and son. But, yeah, that's this is twice now. At Los Angeles, dad gets the win. At Arizona, son gets the win. So the Jeffersons are one and one this season. Now, there was a quote out there that every time he plays, I'm rooting for him. But when you see it on television, he is not happy. And it's his son. It was just, it was a great, great job by Monday Night Football to capture that. But it, it was just, he, he, he was not happy. And it was his son. And there's quotes that I root from every time he's on the field. And when, the other, when he's on the other team, that's, <laughs> I got a kick out of that. that. That was really funny. And it's just, that's the life of a father and a son where he works for the Cardinals, but that's his blood. And I'm glad they had a chance to enjoy it after the game. And we'll see if there is a third meeting potentially in the postseason. You know, I was talking to Drew Stanton before the game, and he said, I'm more concerned with Jefferson than I am Beckham. He told me that. Because, you know, I thought I thought put Murphy on Cooper. Cup, sorry. That was a mismatch this, this time around. They did a really good job the first time, 13 targets, five catches. And I would have put Alford on Beckham. And then because of Marco Wilson's speed – I would have had him on Jefferson, but it looks like they're playing more man than zone. But Drew Stanton before the game said, I'm more concerned about Jefferson than Beckham. Well, he's been more consistent. I know OBJ hasn't been with the Rams for a long period of time, but Van Jefferson has really come into his own, and that's another weapon along with a Cooper Cup and a Robert Woods, who I know is out. But there's a lot of skilled position players in that Rams offense. Yeah, and he runs really good routes, so props to him. I, I like his size. I like the way he, he runs his routes. He's got a nice stride, and, and that was just a great throw. And and I thought Kyler had some great throws to Christian Kirk. I thought A.J. Green probably had his best game over 100 yards. I wish there was a miscommunication there. And we can talk about this all day, but at the end of the day, Cardinal fans, the sun came up today. There's only three teams in the NFL that have three losses, and that would be the Packers, the Buccaneers and the Cardinals, and then all of a sudden, you, now you got to start worrying about you know what's behind you. But take care of business in these next four games, and tr- you know the, the goal is to win the division, host a playoff game, regardless of what the record is at home. But I thought it was a good experience for Kyler Murray another time on prime time. So now it's not going to be as big because the Packers game he was running around again, he gets hurt in that game. Yesterday he was running around again. And I think it's good experience for Kyler to be in these big moments. Now we got to close the game and finish. 30-23, to 23, the final on Monday Night Football. It is a short week. We'll see how this team responds. They've responded well after losses so far this season. And we'll get into that matchup against the Detroit Lions as the week progresses. On that note, we will put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.